Okay, here we are. Deep 3, Season 2. We are back. It's been a little bit of a break. I'm sorry about that. It wasn't really planned on it. It's just the way life goes. So I'm here with Amy Rankin and Hannah Keaton to talk a little bit about one of my favorite places in the world, Courtney Elementary School. So ladies, thank you all for joining me today. Thank you really, for having us. really yes, appreciate thank that. You. So um, i just like to kind of start with a little bit of background kind of let you all introduce yourselves and then uh, talk about your families and kind of how you ended up in the roles that you're in uh, today and then we want to take some time to talk about our uh, mutual affinity for this school and how mm -hmm. we could use the help of the community to make it an even better place than it already is. So um, Amy, I'll let you go first, kind of sure. give a little bit of your background, talk about your family and, and how you ended up here as the principal of awesome. Courtney Elementary. My name is Amy Rankin, um, used to be Amy Tolbert many, many years ago. So I grew up probably in a little town not too far away, most people might recognize as Union Grove. So uh, just right over in Iredell County, um, went to North Iredell and uh, lo and behold, married, had three kids, ended up remarrying and now between my husband and I, we have 10 kids. Our youngest three are um, adopted from Ethiopia, and um, they keep us on our toes. Um, I taught in Wilkes County, I've been a teacher assistant before I started teaching. Then I taught in at West Jadkin for mm, 12 years, and then became the assistant principal there for four years. and. That led me to Courtney, and I have been here for four years, and I have loved the transition over to Courtney, and live in Yadkin County now, and we just love it here. Ten kids. That could be a whole episode in itself, talking about how to, <laughs> how to keep up with, with ten. I did not realize that we had we were double digits, so that's that's impressive. Yes. Uh, so that we. It's a he, a his, mine, and ours yeah. kind of. Uh, family so yes the Brady bunch. yeah we the Brady got a, bunch. Uh, uh, friends with family that has 12 yes kind of the same way so mm -hmm. uh, good for you yeah. they're spread out all across the United States so we've never had all 10 in the same room together at one, at one time so it's just you know South Dakota New Mexico Raleigh uh, South Carolina and then the, the younger ones are close by well, I hope you have the opportunity sometime soon to have everybody under one roof. That'd I would love cool. to try to get that done. Yes. Right. Well, love thank to. you for being here today and all you do for this school. You do an awesome job. Uh, so now we'll turn to Hannah Keaton. Yes. Uh, so tell us about yourself, your family, your job here, all that good stuff. Sounds good. I am Hannah. Um, I have been teaching here. I just finished my eighth year, so it seems like a longer time than that. I was actually a student here from kindergarten through seventh grade. Had a different season of life from seventh through college in Forsyth County. Then said I would never come back to the country. You know, I'm going to be a city girl, all of this <laughs> stuff. And you know how God always leads you back home. So ate all of my words, um, mar married Cody in 2012. Um, he's actually a, a corny boy too. So right. <laughs> <laughs> we both came back home. Um, so we have two little girls. One will be six, one will be three. Both have birthdays next week. So back to back fun. 
Um, but yeah, I went to high school at Tabor, um, went to college, got my four years, came back here to kind of shadow my aunt for a little bit and knew that I would not do kindergarten. <laughs> but I was open to anything else, but third grade is where it's at. So we have been enjoying third grade. Did sixth grade for a little bit, loved sixth grade too. Um, sixth grade went to the middle school, and I knew that it was on my heart that I did not want to go to the middle school. I wanted to stay at Courtney. So this is my home. And just uh, added information, you're like BFFs with my wife. And yes. So Long time, <laughs> lifetime friends. and. Uh, All the way from so. Carol Revis's kindergarten. Yeah, there you go. So they shared a uh, kindergarten classroom with my mom, who taught here for 34 years. So yes. uh, there's a good bit of love for Courtney in this room yes. uh, right now, for sure. So uh, we'll talk a lot more about that. But uh, you guys know the Deep Three podcast, I've kind of got these three areas that I like to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know they're different for, for different people, but I like to kind of get this question just as an overview and kind of go from there. So... Uh, Sports and culture and faith are kind of the big things for me. So uh, we'll start off with sports. So, uh, Amy, I'll let you go first. Your favorite sports memories could be playing, it could be watching, it could be anything. So what's your favorite sports memory? I played sports growing up, and I loved volleyball and basketball and softball were my three that I, I loved. I ended up coaching volleyball for the middle school when the middle schools were first open. Um, so I went to Starmount Middle School and taught uh, 7th and 8th grade. And um, We're real life here. The phone's ringing. This is a normal day at school, so there we go. in the background. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> we got it stopped. Real world. Uh, so I, my favorite sports memory would have to be a coaching moment where I had this wonderful athlete and she really had not come into her love of volleyball yet. She was a very tall girl. She was going to be an awesome middle hitter. And the last game of her eighth grade year, it it opened up and I saw the love that she had that game. And she went on to do fantastic excuse me fantastic things in high school went on to play at Appalachian and so I just that one moment where she fell in love with the game was it was wonderful awesome you know that's cool as as an educator to a teacher to see it go on click whether it's the classroom or the court or whatever and that's that's very cool very cool memory there all right Hannah what about you Oh, I don't know if I can pick just one. Looking looking back at my lifetime of sports, I played soccer, so, softball, but I danced for from like two and a half through um, the end of high school. So that's debatable for some people if dance is a sport or not. <laughs> but I had lots of competitions. We'll things. let it be one for today. I will, right? I will let it be one. <laughs> let it be one. But um, I had a lot of competitions, um, dancing on the basketball court at my high school for halftime shows, you know, pumping up the basketball players, that kind of thing. So that was always fun. But if I had an overall feeling about sports, I enjoy being a spectator more than the athlete. So thinking back to like my brother's soccer days and my cousin's soccer days who later went on to play in college, I enjoyed watching them more and cheering them on with my family than actually being out on the field. 
um, and watching my brother in high school and then my cousin playing at state like those were like my big proud moments was to just root on them instead of me being out on the field but yeah Jessica Beatty yes (laughs) Jessica Beatty soccer legend I was able to help coach her for her high school career just amazing how good she was so I would say definitely had some good times yeah watching her as did I yeah watching her from the sidelines there's this one memory where um me and her her mom were just so like pumped up she was going for the goal this was probably when she was like probably like 10 she was 10 and she was beeline it down the field she was so fast her dribbling was amazing and she passed it to somebody else in the corner and then they kicked it and she did a bicycle <laughs> as a 10 year old wow. and we're going crazy and wow. it's just those moments like that I yeah. think about more sure. for sports than like my career. It seems like maybe it's a little easier to remember those when you're not in the heat of it and you kind of step back a little bit so yeah, very cool. I, I mean I love watching sports. I watch anything. Watching golf this weekend was cool. U.S. Open. Uh, Yes, we were watching that too. (laughs) Which uh, I got to play that course a couple months ago just randomly with my father-in-law and uh, his friend. So that was very cool to play. To watch Tory Pines and be like, I hit a ball out there. Not as good as him, but I hit a ball out there. You did. Bucket list moment. Yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, we'll move on to uh, culture right now. And I'll stick with you on this one, Hannah. Something you can't get enough of. A food, a TV show, a movie... A place is pretty wide open. So what's something that you're really enjoying right now in your life? I feel like this is an easy one for me. Okay. I cannot get enough of camping with my family. Okay. We have a very small travel trailer. It's only 20 foot, so it's a little baby one. But I love just going anywhere. We can pull to the mountains. We just recently pulled to Holden Beach, and I had only been there one time and was like middle school age. That is like our new place that we have adopted. Okay. Uh, We absolutely loved it. It is the perfect size where it's not too much going on, but you still have things to do. You don't have to wait in lines. Yeah. The landscape was beautiful at the campground that we were at. So right now, we are loving camping and just trying out different places. Okay. We are the adventuring people. (laughs) So Holden Beach, we'll take that and put that on my list. We've got friends that named their kid after Holden Beach. Their daughter is named Holden after after there. So uh, you can give that a shot. So, okay. Sunset Slush. you got to go there. Sunset Slush. That sounds like a place that my wife and girls would like. So we'll have to hit that up. And we've got uh, Hannah's kids. You may hear them in the background. They're here, and I think they enjoy Sunset Slush also is what I'm hearing. Yes. So, yes. We love it. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Sunset Slush. <laughs> Give, giving you a plug right right here. Free advertising right here for all the listeners. So, okay. Uh, Amy, we'll jump back to you on this one. So something you can't get enough of, anything, food, TV, places to go. What is, What is that for you right now? Right now, we have started um, collecting dogs at our house. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best way I can put it. No, I have started a um, a business on the side where I have been purchasing poodles. And our goal is to raise poodles and train them to be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Therapy, I'm sorry, therapy dogs dogs. for 
students. So that is our goal right now. So I have three poodles, and then we have a little sheepoo, which is she's mainly pet because she's stubborn. But the poodles are in training now. I, I take one to training, and we're learning together, and I'm trying to transfer that over to the two younger ones. So I guess you could say I cannot get enough of poodles right now. They're very <laughs> smart dogs, yeah. and we just love them. They're part of the family. And so I have one that is almost a year old, one that's four months old, and one that's three months old. So. Now, you talk about them being therapy for students. Would that be something they would have at school, or is this that at home thing, or how it does that work? It could be either. Um, that is something that we're looking into. I know that might be a good question to ask later today. I know that there have been some <laughs> therapy dogs at YSA. Yes. For, to, with students, and so that is something that I would love to be able to have, especially whenever we had our inclusion classes here. I could see that that would have been a really calming aspect. Now, we still have some students that I think that they would benefit from being able to have a dog to, you know, they are just so calming and relaxing. I think that yeah. they're my therapy dogs as well. And so um, I look forward to going home every day and, and seeing them. So their unconditional love it is is great. I, I, was, I was curious because I know when you said that, you talked about why I say I know Matt Payne, who has been taking care of, uh, I don't know if they have more than one, he's got one of the therapy dogs from YSA, so I'm just curious about So we're in the beginner that. stages now. We, we just graduated from beginner puppy training, so we're getting ready to go into intermediate. So we've got a little ways to go with okay. one of them, but we're, that's, that's our goal down the road. I guess okay. my retirement project, so, and I'm not okay. ready to retire, so yeah. that's, that's an ongoing project for me. Do you, do you have a name for this business? Yeah. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. That is just something that my ones. husband and I felt yeah. on our hearts that we would love to do for kids. Okay. We, we, just, we reach out and do whatever we can for kids, and we think that that's an avenue that we would like to explore. That is very cool. Very cool. All right, I'll stick with you again on this one, Amy. Uh, our last one, the faith aspect. So what's something that God is teaching you right now? Maybe tied in with the dogs. I don't know. What, well, it he's, could he's be at times. Um, I've always learned that we're not supposed to, I've always heard it told, I guess, that we're not supposed to ask for patience or for you know God to teach us patience. So I really think that him putting teenagers in my life at you know this latter stage of my life has really worked on my patience, but the dogs as well. It does take patience to get them potty trained to do things, but teenagers are a 14 and 15 year old and an 18 year old are challenging. And so I think that that has been a um, <laughs> something that I have asked for guidance and help from God along the way is to help me be the best role model I can for them and, uh, you know, show me the way. There you go. That's, <laughs> Hannah, I guess that's something we have to look forward to. Our <laughs> younger right now, so yes, we need two a little girls. bit of patience, but maybe a little bit different a few years down the road when they are teenagers. So uh, I don't yes. know if it's right to say I'm looking forward to that or not. I think I like the stage we're in right now pretty good. Yes, yes. Smaller, kind of more compliable. <laughs> yes, yes, for <laughs> sure. So, um, all right, Hannah, same question to you. What's something God is teaching you right now? So, I'm not going to say patience, but um, with the whole, like, 
kind of hopefully ending of the COVID season, the pandemic and everything, I have this year, this year especially, been reminded through little whisperings to slow down. Slow down. Enjoy the moments, whether that be parenting, whether that be, you know, in the public, teaching especially. You know, these these kids came back to school and their world had just been rocked. It was crazy. So... I think just an overall like little re- reminders of slowing down the cliche like stop and smell the roses yeah. enjoy the little moments go camping you know build the jungle gym in the yard to play with right. um, so just slowing down and, and in that just kind of being re- reminded that when you slow down and you catch those little things even though like Sometimes as a mom, I feel like I'm not doing, you know, the big work, the big work of the kingdom or what I should be doing. I'm not out in the public eye, but sometimes you can find God in those little moments of doing the laundry, of doing the dishes, of the cuddles on the couch and knowing that he's in control and making me slow down, even though I want to be in control. Yeah. So slowing down is my motto <laughs> yeah i've definitely seen that uh in our life and family too especially you know like you said through the pandemic and like there's a creek behind our house that you know i've known has been there my whole life but i don't know if i ever really explored it until covid i'm like oh, let's go check out this these things let's slow down let's be together as a right. family let's do these things and just you know enjoying those small quiet day-to-day moments mm-hmm. with our kids that are fleeting <laughs> Yes. So, yes. I don't know how six years has went by for one of mine. Yeah, it's like every day you see another way that they're growing up yeah. and changing so so rapidly. So, all right, I really can get get behind that for sure. Um, so you kind of mentioned this, Hannah. We we'll kind of transition now and talk a little bit. I mean, it's hard to not talk to anybody uh, in this season as we're coming out of. I forgot my prayer hands coming out of COVID. Yes, yes. Right? <laughs> All the prayer coming hands. Coming out of it. Uh, <laughs> what have been uh, the hardest things for you two as a teacher, as a principal, uh, in leading a school, leading students uh, through COVID? So, Amy, I'll bounce back to you on this one. What's, what's been the hardest thing in leading this school through this season? Going back to March a year ago, just in, in the blink of an eye, losing our, our control of having our kids on campus was very hard for all of us to swallow. I mean, we wanted our hands on our kids just so we could continue to teach. It, it's just like it took that normalcy away. We were learning a whole new game plan on how to teach kids through the internet or with printed materials and not face-to-face and so it became a huge struggle for us uh, mentally worried about our kids not being here worried about whether they're getting food whether they're having the care that they needed at home those things and, and we couldn't really we reached out to our kids on a daily basis that was something that I was very proud of our teachers we we, we touched base with those kids and, and, and made sure that you know, they had what they needed. Um, coming back in in the fall, you know, just having them a little time was great, but forcing them to wear masks mm-hmm. was so hard. I, I, I just, 
telling kindergartners to keep their mask on just was it broke my heart <laughs> I don't know yeah. I mean it just that's not the normal and it was just something that it I didn't I did not like it and so I, that was very hard for me uh, to uh, enforce that yeah. what would you say Hannah maybe more you know you've got your specific group of kids you were working with so what was the hardest thing for you to maybe the transition away from in person and then slowly getting back into it what were the hardest things for you I think the hardest thing was as as a teacher I mean we we believe that all kids on campus are our kids like we're all family however you do have your classroom that is your class your kids and once you establish your family you know back in August and then March it just kind of got swept away and you didn't have the normal closure you didn't have like your fun activities at the end of the year that was really hard it was really heart heartbreaking for teachers especially as um, I mean that's those are our kids during the day we have them for eight hours and then we send them home and then we go to our homes and we see them again at 8 a.m. in the morning so that was really hard to like kind of break up with our families yeah. but when we came back in August we got to see them in in the hallway even though my third graders were now fourth graders I got to pull them aside give them a quick elbow you know yeah. and <laughs> send them on to fourth grade and that was kind of like our closure so it was a really dark moment as a teacher because we were kind of grieving it was yeah. a real big loss but then we came back in August and we were kind of halfway back to some sort of normal and we got a new set of kids and I think we were more pumped up than any other year because we wanted to make the best out of it. Well, what are what are some things that you all learned I can kind of hear in your sharing like the things that you kind of, I don't say took for granted, but the things you appreciated that you didn't have for that season. So what, what are some lessons uh, learned, Amy, for you as, as the as the principal, as the leader, what are some things you learned uh, through this season that we again pray has, has come to an end yes. for us? Yes. One thing that kind of caught us off guard was not being able to have the technology for our kids to be able to do a lot of things online. It's okay. It's okay. Where we go? Come pick out something over there. Sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to settle on this. Is, real this life. is real life. This is real life. <laughs> Settle an argument real quick. Um, so we quickly uh, changed gears, and now we have all of our students. If we needed to, we are one-to-one. -one. We have the Chromebooks and everything. Um, other lessons, just that communication with parents and kids is, is so important. Um, transferring from the stu – some students going to YVA and, you know, I miss having contact with those parents and not having them here at school. So there are still some kids that are going to YVA, but we still communicate with those parents because they're still listed as Courtney students. So uh, you know, I want to make sure that everybody feels a part of Courtney, whether they're here right. or whether they're part of the YVA, but they're still with Courtney because um, hopefully they will be back to Courtney soon. Yeah. So that's so, YVA, Yakima Virtual Academy. Yes. So that's still a thing come upcoming school year. Yes. They can still choose to. They can still choose to go there. To be virtual. So we, yes. I want them to still feel welcome back at Courtney whenever they feel comfortable to come back. Okay. <laughs> and hand the word to 
lessons you took away from this this season that we've been through? I'm going to piggyback on my slow down comment. Yeah. <laughs> so slowing down with kids because in third in third grade it's their first like tested grade mm-hmm. where they're like I guess like the big kids on campus like they've moved to the big hallway they're not right. on in the K two world anymore and so before this year I was naturally okay we got to learn this and this and it was really fast paced and making sure I got all the things done but one thing I learned is that anything like that can be swept away like taken away completely the kids can be gone completely so this year I made sure to take the time to have the little conversations how was your baseball game this weekend or I had a student this year um hilarious kid and he would all of a sudden just start like singing a line to a song in class so I know (laughs) it might not have been like the best like teacher moment but stopping and just having a little moment and I sang the next line (laughs) and then we would move on with our lesson but I think building the the relationships with the kids because we always did that but this year I made extra time for that because I never knew what could happen so it was stopping and taking those little moments with the kids having the little dad joke one kid told dad jokes I know you would appreciate that so just taking the time to really have fun while learning absolutely I think that's I mean that's so applicable to us as parents as well we can think about what we got to do next where are we going next what's what's next on the calendar but like stopping to have those little moments with our kids to share a joke or a laugh or you know just not be so serious I gotta remind myself of that a lot so that's that's good stuff right there for sure (laughs) um all right so we'll transition now uh talk a little bit more about the school um and curb appeal beautification I know that's a thing that's kind of a uh something that we're trying to do across the county and specifically here um, as well. So uh, we've done a couple of projects here. Our church was able to help put in a courtyard a few years back. We've done some stuff around the front of the school, but just want to keep that uh, that thing going. Um, just sharing a little bit about my family real quick. Uh, we've been working with uh, a pastor that we know from the state about uh, coming up with a family mission statement. Uh, and I gotta remember what mine is now. I'm on the spot and think of what it is. Uh, on earth as it is in heaven. That's ours. Yeah, that's ours. Yeah. So, for part of that for us is like, okay, what are the places we're at that we mm-hmm. can make more beautiful, that we can bring a little taste of heaven to earth? And for me, this is, school is one of those places. So, um, what are some things, uh, Amy, I'll start back with you that we're looking to do uh maybe we'll go a little bit more practical we sat around this morning before recording and and dream big a little (laughs) bit so we'll talk about those things in a minute but what are some things we're looking to do uh before school starts back in the fall well as 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 you mentioned the the front of the school was one of the things that we took care of in april and it is beautiful i hope everybody can take a look to see the new bushes and everything in front of the multi-purpose room Uh, It looks great. There are just a few things that we need to finish up from that part. We're talking about uh, adding some more mulch out in the parking lot to fix the curbs out there. 
so. yeah. islands or whatever. <laughs> um, make those look a little bit neater. Um, finishing up some of the rock on the side of the building. Um, adding some, uh, is it three, three of the flower beds on the side of the, the road that have been neglected. And there's a couple of the classrooms that do not have those uh, flower beds. And we would love to create those and refurbish and recreate a pretty scene coming down if you're coming around the side of the um, building going toward the back of the cafeteria. It would make that a lot prettier. Uh, there's some, just some um, pruning, <clears throat> excuse me, pruning or adding some pine needles to the front of the Wilson building. That would be great. Um, we are supposed to receive a, another load of mulch for the playground, so we would really need some volunteer uh, help to try to get that spread. Hopefully we'll get that before school starts. Am I forgetting okay. anything? And, and is there anything yeah. we're forgetting and maybe you want to share? We came up with some dates where we try to do some of these things. Yes, so um, as far as the dates go, Monday, August 2nd, kind of like an after work hours, sometime after five, getting some of these projects started with spreading of the pine, pine needles and or mulch, um, kind of pruning in front of the kindergarten building at the front of the school, um, spreading the white, white rock, those sort of things. And then our bigger day on Saturday, August 7th, um, just anybody and everybody wanting to come out for that. If we wanted to have more church groups to help us out, that would be great. Um, but yeah, just kind of wrapping up what we did back in April and May. And then if we have time to dream big, you know, we're dreaming big and some bigger things going on too. But making sure all the little things are wrapped up and having the school looking the best that it can for when the students and teachers come back before school starts. Yeah, okay, so kind of going just to touch off script, but I know we've talked about this before. What's the value in that, I would say particularly for the students, to seeing a beautiful school as they as they come in? We talked about particularly ones coming off the bus. Mm -hmm. uh, is there one bus now? Two buses? We'll see. Two. Two There's buses. Two as two of right buses, now. <laughs> now. So uh, that's the spot where we've been trying to work on. So uh, either of y'all can jump in and share. Why is that an important thing? Uh, for, for them as they get to school in the morning and leave in the afternoon? You know, I, I learned a lot um, doing the bus m monitoring this past year. At first, I'll be completely honest, I did not want to get up that early and go do that. However, the first time doing that, I saw where some of the kids lived. And it they weren't the best of places, but they weren't the worst of places either. So especially some of those kids getting on the bus early in the morning, you know, the bus driver is the first person that they see. I was taking their temperature and, you know, asking them all the questions. And then when they come to school and getting off the bus, that was the first place on campus that they saw. Mm -hmm. And that's why I wanted to make sure that that spot was so bright and put together and array of sunshine for them um, because some of them don't have all of the sunshine areas elsewhere mm -hmm. in their life um, so that's why I want to make sure like we're happy and put together and we have 
flowers or, you know, sidewalk paint on the sidewalk with their paw prints and mm-hmm. maybe put our saying somewhere. And just so they, it's not something that they're like mandatory, like to remember or to see or to do, but it's a visual of happiness for them coming into the school. Like this is their safe place. This sure. is their happy place if they don't have yes. it anywhere else. Any did you and add anything to that? Just to piggyback off of that, I just I want the front of the school as well as the main entrance for the bus riders to feel welcoming. I want parents and I want the community to to feel welcomed to our school and be proud of their school and that things that they uh, the things we're doing here are to are for our kids. Yeah. So. That's awesome stuff. I think I think a lot about that as a as a pastor and trying to be the same way at our church. Let it be a, a bright and beautiful space. It's welcoming that people can can tell that we take care of, that we look to make it a beautiful spot. Not that we go overboard and it's extravagant, but that we care about it. I know I know that the kids know that their teachers and principal care about them. I, I don't think that's an issue. But like, hey, we also care about the space that you're walking into. We want to make it look nice and, and welcoming and be a spot where you come in in the morning and you smile right. because you're excited about being there and, and the space is, is inviting um, as well. So, all right, real quick, let's share uh, a couple of these big <laughs> dreams that we've got. Maybe there's somebody listening back. All right, I know, I got connections. We can we can help to take, uh, to take care of those things. So I think we had three... All right. Three. So, Our top, okay. three. Top, top three. Top three list. <laughs> so, uh, Amy, what were those? What were those things? And if you're out there and you like, I can help do that and make that happen. Uh, let us know. <laughs> yes. yes. Reach out to us, please. <laughs> Our first thing about a month ago, maybe less. There was a car accident out front of our school that took out our mailboxes and our fairly new sign. So we're going to have to replace our sign. And we, um, as a faculty, would like to upgrade our sign from you know, going out and putting the letters on it to being able to uh, purchase a digital uh, sign. So we know that that's going to cost money. But we really would like to um, look into that and see if we could uh, purchase a digital sign. Our next project would be to get some more equipment for our playground. Um, We've got several kids out there and just want to have a couple more features for them to be able to play on and have fun whenever they are able to go out at recess. And I'll let you share the third one. The third one, this is a big, big space, so this is a huge dream. Um, Our tennis courts that are around at the back of the big gym, just... They're just kind of like a blank a blank space. They've been there since I think like my dad was here. Um, so they just need some tender loving care. The yeah. the pavement is cracked. Um, we had a garden out out there. I'm not sure you know what that looks like, but making that sort of like a fun place play space. Um, painting the pavement, maybe having some hopscotch or movement type of things, getting some new basketball goals um, and melting those. I think the biggest challenge would be doing something with the pavement. Um, there's some pretty big cracks. So if anyone has any connections with what to do about pavement or how to save it or seal it somehow, 
that would be our first step and it is a large space but I feel like if it's done the right way that could be an, an amazing space dur during the school day or even on the weekends as a community space like coming together as a community and building the kingdom together and building relationships and you know that's kind of like a big dream that I'm kind of excited about. Yeah, I mean, when I was a student here a few years back, <laughs> Just I think few. the tennis courts were still kind of in working condition in the yeah. early 90s, so, uh, you know, that's it's been a, a bit ago, so that I think that could be a beautiful transformation uh, of a space. I remember when you were here, Hannah, uh -huh. you used to, like, walk around in there at recess, and it was like this joke that was kind of like a jail like a prison we break prison. you'd be walking there and you were inside the fence yes so uh, Anna and I just kind of yeah. made our laps and then we would sit down that was our seventh and eighth grade like break time yeah. space so I mean that was useful but man it'd be awesome if it was a little more fun and inviting of a space so I'll throw in my yes. my salt too I've got one uh, the the pin oaks that kind of line the uh, the yes. drive the the car line which uh I do enjoy coming through the car line. Uh, maybe if we could do something, get those trees down, get some smaller, uh, more attractive looking ones, I think that would be awesome. awesome. So again, if you've got connections out there and you think, man, we want to come help with these smaller projects or, man, we want to help with one of these bigger ones, uh, give of the three things we say at church, your time, your talent, and your treasures. Yes. <laughs> All those things can be used to help make this school uh, a more beautiful place. It's full of great a great faculty and staff and some awesome students and i uh, just want to make it be uh more and more and more beautiful uh and inviting um and you know we live here like i just honestly say this is our community like there's yeah. <laughs> i mean if you live in courtney there's not a lot else like this is this is the spot where people come together for school for mm -hmm. sports for all kinds of stuff so i want it to be beautiful and I believe the Bible tells us like I pray for this area as it as it grows as it does well is there success here that is good for for me as a pastor for my church for us as believers uh, like I, I want Courtney to do to do well and I think it's in great hands for sure so um, kind of the last question we're doing good y'all want to get done faster we're getting done faster we are. <laughs> uh, are there any other things that people can do as uh summer's like halfway over already sorry <laughs> so as we come back to school i think uh i've learned this in in our few years of being in church like the typical things that we want to do for schools is to get school supplies and i don't think that's bad but I think sometimes we just forget to ask yes. <laughs> what the needs may be. So what, what are things that people can do uh, <laughs> to help out with the school? Uh, what, are, what are needs that people can help uh, to meet as the school gets ready to start back? Yes, if they would reach out to us and ask, that would be wonderful because I could tell them that we have plenty of notebooks. Mm -hmm. We have plenty of certain supplies that maybe there are some other ones that we're lower in glue, glue sticks or something that we're, we're low in, highlighters and things like that. But one thing that we I kept asking for and asking for donations this year were water bottles. Yes. Because we are unable to use the water fountain yet, and that may still be true coming at the beginning of the year. Water bottles were something that I wanted our kids to have on hand because 
I know that I have my water cup sitting on my desk mm-hmm. that I drink from all day long, and I would hate for a kid to not be able to have any water if they forget their water bottle at home. So that was a need that we possibly could still uh, need at the beginning of the year. Um, volunteers, we, you know, we've had to say no to volunteers in the past year. I'm really hoping that that is not the case this year, and we love for people to come and read with kids. Uh, you know, we have to have background check and everything beforehand, but we, we really like to have uh, volunteers uh, helping. So once that is lifted and we can have volunteers, I would love to say, you know, mm-hmm. please volunteer and come and help us. Uh, we have some great kids that need that extra support and just having someone read or someone listen to them read makes all the difference for those kids. What other? Things? I was going to say volunteers if we if, if we are able because that is one thing that I know I enjoyed as a teacher, but my kids especially enjoyed because Jamie, I know that you came one um, last year or before COVID hit. So in my third my third grade room, and you did a little bit of reading, you did a little bit of math, you did all the things, and then. You were actually in my sixth grade room, too, so that yes. was a totally different ballpark, <laughs> yeah, you know, and it was just having an outside person, having another, like, mentor being that they could talk to, that they could ask questions with, and once again, it was one of those, like, slow down moments where sure. here's the material, here's what I need you to work on the, work with them on, um, but it was also building the community. Sure. Yeah. And just having that outside person that they were like, Mr. Revis is here, yes! Yeah. Because some of those kids need it, especially some of those boys. They just sure. needed that. Um, so hopefully this year we can get some volunteers back in. They would yeah. love to have you back. That was an awesome thing that I did miss. I've been doing it maybe for about five years or so. Like, So if you've got that availability and... Uh, the restrictions are lifted like you know if you could come for even an hour a week yes. and, and just read with a kid again or have them read to you or work on some math or whatever it may be uh, and, and like I love what Hannah said it's kind of like teachers know the kids that need help with academics they also know the kids who need help socially and yes. they can kind of pick and, and choose that balance there between those things so yeah uh, and you know you get the background check don't feel like it's intimidating no. you don't feel like you've got to know everything but just being willing to spend time uh, with some kids uh, that will help again brighten their day and help them succeed as well so I don't almost forgotten about that so yeah. um, okay I got one question and we'll, we'll end uh, if I can remember what's this this pencil Taconda Ticonderoga. Is that really all the all the talk? We love them. Ticonderoga. Everybody's yeah. like, you've got to get these pencils. And I think they were on sale on Amazon like a couple of weeks ago. So I'm just curious if they are all that they are cracked up to be talked about. This is, yes. This is one. This is mine. And it's three-sided. Oh, wow. That one is so swanky. So easy to hold. And it, the grip is, is, it fits your hand. I was trying to see if I had another pack. That are just. This is where I want you get. Wish you guys on video the Triconderoga HB two. Okay, that is pretty impressive. Yeah. So. Yeah. They, whenever you are sharpen them, you don't eat up the whole pencil at one okay. time. It, yes. It it lasts longer. Yeah. It's just it, it's a really good pencil. So yeah. I. 
It would be yes. That's yes. that's my. Uh, so you Qual- got quality over quantity. Yes. Yeah. We are always yeah. thankful for pencils, yes. but those are like the best. The cheap ones that have the cheap coating that yes. uh, just mm, yeah okay. The pencil so, sharpener eats them, and then you only use them once. Yeah, yes. I'm holding in my hand a triconderoga. Yes. Amy said they're three sided, and I've got a pack of the triconderoga that are just some round ones. Okay, that passes the test for me. So, yes. so uh, I'll, uh, when I post this up, I'll put a link to these pencils on Amazon. And uh, you know, if you got kids here or you just help out, throw a couple of these packs in their bag for the first day of school, and that will be a good start to a good relationship with your kids' teacher. Amen. So, <laughs> ways you can help. You can help uh, beautify the school. We talked about yes. that August second. Uh, and then the seventh as well, uh, and come and volunteer, and buy at least one pack of ten of Ticonderoga pencils. We're gonna put that on the list. So yes. uh, I just had no to way. ask that question. I, I saw a teacher recently post that, and I've heard it before. Yes. So I just wanted it to be out to the I'm people. I'm glad I had them there to show these you. Pencils yeah. are really that good. So five stars. Uh, yes, and I will agree with that. Uh, Quality, not quantity. Yes. That is good for all of life. Yes. Do less and do it well, including your pencils. That's right. So, uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Amy and Hannah, I want to say thank you all for joining me today. And this is one I wish you would have videoed. Your kids have been awesome. Y'all have done a great job. We have <laughs> survived. Amy has answered a few phone calls yes. and said, hey, a few visitors. So uh, if you got a little background noise on this one, hey, it's real life. So it is. It is real life. Not often do... Uh, we have a time of having 45 minutes where there would be no distractions. And they're beautiful distractions. The kids are in in life here at school as well. So uh, thank you all for being here. Thank you all for all that you do for our school and our community. And I look forward to working with you guys in the days, weeks, months, and years to come. So thank you all very much. Thank Thank you. you.